The Carolina Hurricanes are entering this coming season without an AHL affiliate. In this episode, we will discuss the impact this will have on the Hurricanes this season and how long it will take for there to be a replacement for the Hurricanes, all in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of this Thursday afternoon forgot what day it was there for a second and I am joined once again by locked on OG uh, one of the first friends I ever made at locked on Sarah Avampato how are you doing this afternoon Sarah doing good always glad to be back uh back where it all started <laughs> yes 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 and you got to see my sticker haul too so good. before so we good. started recording but that's not what you're here to talk about we could spend all day talking about uh my dumb cursed stickers that i bought but the thing that a lot of people have been asking as of late is what's going on with the hurricanes ahl situation the Chicago Wolves obviously wanted to be independent going into this coming season for them, and that leaves the Hurricanes without an AHL affiliate this year. And obviously they had a bunch of guys on that Wolves roster that were there playing and continuing to develop their game, and now they don't have that. Mm -hmm. So I guess the big question on everyone's mind is, well, first off, why? And then and two, uh, what is the immediate impact of this going to be on this season? Like, how are they going to mm -hmm. handle this? Where are their guys going to play? Are they going to play at all? All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the, the biggest question of why is capitalism, baby. Um, you know, I, I think that at, at the end of the day, the Hurricanes have their goal of what they want from their AHL team the wolves have their goal and the mm -hmm. wolves in, in their mind, in, in their ownership's mind is basically, we want to put a team on the ice of people who are going to be there and who are going to be able to win games. And we're not going to have to deal with the like, Oh, surprise, your roster isn't what you thought it was going to be. Right. Because they're all somewhere else. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, from the wolves perspective, I think it's just sort of a business decision of, you know what, we've spent a lot of time doing, <laughs> doing work for other people. And now we just want to, you know, do our own thing. Um, mm -hmm. you know, there was a really great, uh, if you're not already following him, um, Patrick Williams is kind of one of the go-to guys for HL news. And he had a really great tweet thread today, kind of talking about the wolf situation and breaking it down. And, um, you know, one, one of the points that he makes is, you know, there's a business to run at this level. Yeah. Um, and the wolves, you know, are, are used to having big crowds and having people want to come to games. And when your team isn't doing well, because your team is made up largely of, developmental guys and you know you don't have a whole lot of elite talent or veteran talent on your roster like it's harder to sell tickets like last season was rough um for them in terms of just from the eye test of being at games in terms of attendance and butts in seats and and so i, I i'm guessing that they're also thinking that you know if they can construct their own team how they want to construct it then you know it, it, 
the, the success lies with them, but then also the failure lies with them if it doesn't mm -hmm. go well. But, you know, I, I think that they're thinking about, we want a team that is reli like reliable in that we know who's going to be there from day to day. Um, and you're not necessarily going to have that whenever you're more beholden to an NHL team. So <laughs> who knows how it's going to work in practice. Um, they've got mm -hmm. some interesting names lined up as guys who have signed contracts with them. So there is, you know, uh, there was a lot of concern about like, who's even going to play for this team, but there are a yeah. lot of guys who, you know, they have almost a full roster, I believe of people who can play and who are, were willing to sign AHL deals to, to do that. So it, it's going to be interesting. Um, mm -hmm. As to what happens to the players who, you know, have been there, um, that's still a really big question mark for a lot of them. Um, I know a bunch of the European players have already been loaned back to uh, European clubs. Um, uh, Tuka Tiexela is one of those, uh, Vili Koivinen, um, Alexi Hamas Salami, Asalmi, so many letters in those Finnish names. All three of those guys have been loaned back to Finnish clubs. Um, Tiexela spent probably the most time playing over in North America. Um, but so they're going to play in Europe this year. Um, I believe um, uh, Alexei Passion has also been loaned to a KHL team. Um, so I think for the European players, you're going to see them just go back to Europe, um, which it, you know is great for them in terms of playing time, but also kind of means that they're not. You're you're essentially going to write them off from making an appearance in the in the uh, NHL this year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, European clubs aren't usually excited to be like, yeah, we'll take this guy for a couple weeks. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's, you know, you're usually making a commitment to say, we're going to loan this guy the whole year. So, you know, when, when you see a European player get assigned or loaned to, you know, somewhere in, in Finland or, or the Sweden or Russia, uh, you can just assume they're going to be there until that European season is ended. Um, the rest of the guys, who knows? <laughs> um mm -hmm. You know, I, I think some of them, like, you know, Jack Drury, who kind of went back and forth, I would expect him to be a regular. Um, even if he's not in every game, he maybe gets rotated in and out, but I would expect him to stay there. Um, someone like Jamison Reese, I think, could have a good shot at, at sticking in the NHL. Um, but, you know, for those other guys who are maybe not quite ready to, to make that jump or, you know, someone like Griffin Mendel, who had been playing on an AHL contact, contract for the past couple of years, um, finally got his NHL deal, um, it, it, which is good for him. Um, it, I think it recognizes the hard work and the growth that he's had, but I doubt that he's going to be in the NHL, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And so I think what you're going to see is some of these guys are going to get loaned out to other AHL teams, mm -hmm. um, which isn't like super common, but I feel like you'll see it a lot of times after the trade deadline, wherever, some minor, minor league guy gets, thro gets thrown in a deal and then they're like, oh, we've loaned him back to where he came from, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of as a, you know, we're going to do this guy solid and just let him stay, you know, not make us make him move his family for two months or something. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you'll see that in, in the AHL of players will still be under contract to the Hurricanes, but maybe, you know, Ryan Suzuki winds up playing for the Providence Bruins or something. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that he's part of, you know, the Bruins system or the whoever system where he ends up. It just means that we needed a home for this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you can still call him up and reassign him just like you could any other player, um, in the AHL. It, it just means that they're going to have to form a lot more relationships with AHL general managers who would be willing to take on a guy who is not part of you know, the system essentially mm -hmm. to, to let him play there. And I fully expect, I, I feel like I, I don't know if it's just been hinted at or like if it's actually a real thing, but it feels like the hurricanes are just going to carry three goalies. 
So yeah, you know, there's there's your Kochakov uh, solution is just three headed monster. Yeah, uh, I I've heard that same thing as well, uh, and we've myself and Andrew we had talked about it, uh, but yeah, we definitely think that's what's going to happen uh, with the goalie situation. But you know, you mentioned you know, them wanting to be you know independent and in, you know like you said, yeah, the very start, you know, coming from a business mm-hmm. uh, perspective. And I do have a couple questions on that as well. And we will dive into those questions right after this quick break, folks. Now, folks, you know, here on Locked on Hurricanes, we love baseball. You see me wearing my Tiger shirt a lot. You'll see Andrew wearing his Kansas City Royals shirt a lot. I don't know uh, what baseball shirt Sarah would wear but if you are a baseball fan and you want to take a bet on the MLB you can take your first swing at betting on the MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200 that's right just 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets win or lose that's 200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run all that on an app that's safe secure and super easy to use plus when you win you get paid instantly there's no better place to bet on the mlb than fanduel america's number one sports book so sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Now, I want to dive back into the business side of things uh, that you were talking about before we move on. And, you know, one thing, you know, when you're talking about that of, you know, guys that are, you know, coming and going all the time, do you think that, how things had gone over these past couple seasons with dealing with COVID guys coming in and out of the lineup. I remember that game against the Kings when you were here in Raleigh, mm-hmm. like half of the yeah. Hurricanes roster that night was mm-hmm. players from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And given that is something that is out of the Hurricanes mm-hmm. hands, out of the Wolves, out of you know, everyone's hands at that mm-hmm. point. But do you think that is something that, may have played a bit of a factor in that decision. You know, just it's something that's still, you know, kind of fresh yeah. on time and just being like, yeah, we, you know, we can't put a good product on mm-hmm. the ice if we're having guys, you know, mm-hmm. go in and out the door all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I imagine that was in the back of their minds of, mm-hmm. listen, we want a situation that we can control a little bit more and that we don't have, you know, that much uncertainty over, um, you know, if you're really only beholden to what's going on with your team, instead of having to deal with, you know, an NHL team being like, four of our guys have COVID, we need your four best players now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think I, I think that that has to be in the back of their mind. And, and I do think that the, you know, the weirdness of the past, whatever, three some years, I think maybe has, and, and you know, this, this is just hypothetical, this isn't like any secret yeah. insider knowledge. But you know, I, I think that, just extrapolating from what we see in society in general, it's take, caused a lot of people to kind of take a step back and say, like, is this what I want? Is this how I want to mm-hmm. proceed in my job or in whatever? And I would imagine that the the Wolves ownership and leadership maybe has done the same thing of saying, like, all right, is this really how we want to go forward? Um, mm-hmm. You know, win the cup one year, the next year we have, you know, three returning players and everything else has to start from, from scratch again. Mm-hmm. Um and it seems like their answer is let's try something new. 
-hmm. which who, who knows? But yeah, I, I do think that that probably at least weighs in people's minds of, you know, these are problems that we had that are kind of directly related to the fact that we have this relationship with an NHL team. And maybe if we didn't have that relationship, we wouldn't have had these problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, Cause I remember in that time period when there was mm -hmm. so much back and forth that they're always being, you know, they're meant in you know, good fun and, you know, just trying to be funny, but you know, mm -hmm. uh, tweets, you know, from folks, you know, on Twitter, obviously of, talking about you know how frustrated it must be for the wolves to have mm -hmm. those guys going back and forth and the fact that it wasn't you know like it was with the checkers where they had that really long standing mm -hmm. relationship prior yeah. where you know, this was one like it was like right at the start yeah. of their agreement yeah. and that's how you start off with mm -hmm. you know going back and forth so much yeah you know, that could have not yeah, may not have been the best foot to start off on mm -hmm. on that uh, kind of uh, affiliation that if they were still with the checkers, mm -hmm. you know, any sort of, you know, again, speculative, you know, frustration that the Wolves had, they may have been able to be like, all right, you know, we're cool. But right. you know, again, that's all speculative. Uh, but yeah, like you said, I definitely feel like that had to weigh in the decision as well. Yeah. There. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think that from talking with, you know, Brock Sheehan, the now former, I guess, head coach of the Wolves throughout the season. And, and you know, you, you would talk to him about like, I know this isn't the lineup that you thought you were going to have. Like, I know that, mm -hmm. you know, this team looks different than what you probably thought it was going to look like whenever you, you know, signed your contract to play here or to, to, to coach here. And, you know, I mean, every, every, it's hockey, right? Like everyone yeah. gives you the standard, you know, coach answers and, and, you know, they're all very good for the most part at like let, not letting frustrations, you know, boil up mm -hmm. whenever they're talking to media or whatever. But, you know, you, you can tell that like, you know, when you read between the lines, when you're talking with him about, you know, why didn't this series go the way that you thought it was going to go? Why, you know, why is the team struggling on X, Y, Z? And the answer that you got a lot of times kind of boiled down to, well, I can only do what I can with the pieces that I have. Mm -hmm. And when the pieces that you have are like, I feel like at one point last year, they had like an ECHL guy as their first line center. Like that's not, you know, because everyone was hurt or up in Carolina or, or whatever. Um, and, you know, that's not what they sat, sat out and planned for. Um, mm -hmm. That's not what they, they expected the team to look like. And so, you know, I, I think moving to their own, get, giving this experiment a go of trying to be their own independently run team you know, I think we'll, we'll solve for a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, does it defeat the purpose of the AHL being the, you know, <laughs> yeah. NHL's development league? Yeah. But you know, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, you know, you mentioned the ECHL and that was uh, another thing that I thought about of, you know, how does this affect that mm -hmm. pipeline? Mm -hmm. Because yeah, you had the Hurricanes and you had the Wolves and then you had the Norfolk Admirals mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. Norfolk, Virginia. How exactly does this affect that? Mm -hmm. you know, because do they go with the Wolves or do they stay with the Canes? And if, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, they're not really you know, going to do a whole lot yeah. of calling up from there. But because I remember when uh the hurricanes changed stuff a few years ago uh 
their ECHL team. I forget who it was originally, but then it went to the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the Everblades. I have mm-hmm. a freaking jersey. Uh, <laughs> but the Swamp Rabbits ended up going with the Checkers. Is that what's going to happen here, or how is that going to work? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's a good question. I haven't really seen an answer to, to that yet in terms of what the Wolves are going to be doing in terms of an ECHL affiliate. Um, you know, the, the Wolves have kind of generally just sort of pulled from whoever, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, you know, occasionally they would send a, a Hurricanes contracted player down to, to Norfolk. I know, like, uh, what's his name? Um, Blake Murray. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I remember he, Jack Lafontaine went there. As yeah, well. La, Lafontaine went there. Um, I, yeah, I think I think it was Mur- yeah Blake Murray had spent some time with with them as well, and so you know that'll be an interesting question in terms of if the Hurricanes themselves have prospects who they can't find an AHL home for, you know, they're just going to have to find a random ECHL team to to put them on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, for the Wolves, they, they've always just sort of pulled guys from wherever they pull a lot of guys from, you know, the Indy fuel from Fort Wayne, um, any of the kind of local teams. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of the signings that they've made already um, are guys who, you know, there's um, who, who have either appeared in some way <laughs> previously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some guys who have played for like for Allen Americans in the ECHL. They signed a guy from Maine. Um, you know, and it's one of those things where those guys might end up going back there. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that's a kind of time will tell sort of situation, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that the wolves will probably just be sending or taking people from whoever can give them a guy or needs a guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and the hurricanes will have probably have to, you know, similarly to how they are going to have to find a, a willing dance partner for the, you know, three, four five prospects they've got for the mm-hmm. AHL they're going to have to find another one to shove some random other kid down. Although it it becomes a little bit of a numbers game, why they usually Mm -hmm. end up having to send a guy to the ECHL. So, you know, if you're trying to find five homes for five players, you might be able to find five different AHL teams instead of having to stash one in the ECHL somewhere. So in that regard, it may actually end up working out better. Yeah. It's just going to be one of those things. We just got to see how the summer Mm -hmm. plays out. Uh, But you know, one thing, uh, again, we pretty much established they're going to go into the season without an AHL affiliate. How long do you see them staying like this? You obviously know the Hurricanes are mm-hmm. trying to find someone. Mm-hmm. But as far as available uh, clubs for them to have that affiliation with, because mm-hmm. yeah. you know they're not going to want to you know, do a thing where they have to share with another team. Mm-hmm. I remember... Uh, the Hurricanes and the Kraken uh, mm-hmm. or the Hurricanes and the Predators did that for one season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just feels like that's not the most ideal thing. How long do you see the Hurricanes not having one? And how long will yeah. it take for them to get a new one? Yeah, I mean, and I think some of that is I was trying to do some quick research and I couldn't find the answer to it. But, you know, part of it's going to depend on what other teams have affiliations that are mm-hmm. ending sometime soon. And, you know, so there, there's ones that have always been stable, like Milwaukee and Nashville has been a partner forever. Um, you know, a bunch of them are now owned. A bunch of AHL teams are now owned by the NHL team. So those aren't mm-hmm. going to change. Like, um, you know, Rockford own, is owned by the Blackhawks now. So that that's not going to change. That's their team. Um, you know, Henderson is owned by the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, so there, there's a very limited number of teams left at this point who aren't owned by their NHL affiliate. 
and there's an even smaller number who I think would be even in the conversation for changing. You know, so Hershey isn't owned by the Washington Capitals, but that partnership has existed for a billion years and I think will continue to exist. You know, mm-hmm. same with the Providence Bruins. They're not owned by the Bruins, but like the, this that's not going to change. The logos um, are basically the same. Yeah, they're basically the same. Um, and so there, there's a few other teams like that as well. I think Grand Rapids is another one that's not owned by the, the Red Wings, but like mm-hmm. that's not going to change. So you, you have a very limited, like, I don't know, five or six teams really who could possibly end their affiliation. And then that's when the hurricanes would kind of swoop in and say, Hey, Springfield, um, mm-hmm. you, you look, you, are you tired of dealing with the blues? Would you like to deal with us instead? You know, <laughs> but, but you know, so I, I think that that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch. And even if the wolves blink and say, Oh, actually this sucked. Like we're, <laughs> we made a mistake. I don't think the hurricanes are going to be like, Oh, it's okay. Like let's yeah. put it back. Like I don't think that's going to happen. So, no. you know, that it's, it's really it, from a like AHL political landscape kind of perspective. It's going to be really interesting to watch this play out of how long do the hurricanes kind of sit out there in this limbo of, we don't have an affiliate which team cracks first, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, do, do the wolves decide they want to go back to the way things were and lure some other team away from their current affiliate situation. Like there's all sorts of weird machinations that, that could happen, but yeah, I, I think that in some ways this is out of the hurricane's hands because they can't, you know, they can't force another team to, to change what they're doing. So they, I think they have to wait until, mm-hmm. You know, if they don't want to do a split affiliation thing, I think they have to wait, which is going to suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like a split uh, affiliation is definitely probably the strongest possibility mm-hmm. as of right now. But again, there's a whole nother bunch of other scenarios that could happen with this. And we'll dive into some other possible scenarios uh, for this right after this quick break. All right, folks, we are back. And now it's time to talk about possible scenarios for the Hurricanes getting a new AHL affiliate. And like I mentioned before the break, I do feel that a split affiliation uh, could definitely be the most likely, uh, at least to start out with. Uh, I mentioned earlier that uh, the Hurricanes, they did have a split affiliation uh, with, it was the Wolves, I think it was, them the wolves and nashville or seattle one of the two i don't remember Mm -hmm. it was a couple years ago but i I feel like that is definitely probably the strongest possibility because like Mm -hmm. you were saying there's only like five or six teams without uh Mm -hmm. any affiliation and you know so you don't really know how that's gonna uh shake out there but uh, how do you see uh that playing out do you see a split affiliation to start do you see them you know landing a solo thing or, or what do you see happen yeah i mean i i think for for that like for this coming year i have i see them just kind of doing the like ad hoc all right we've sent this guy to providence we sent this guy to mm-hmm. charlotte we sent this guy to you know coachella valley like you're just putting guys wherever you can put them where, wherever mm-hmm. there's room whatever team is like oh yeah i need a forward named brian suzuki like done mm-hmm. um but you know that that agreement's going to get old real fast um so yeah. i i do think that while they're waiting for some other affiliation situation to pop up um, for, for some team to end their current affiliation and decide maybe they want to move on. um, 
I think that like the split, the split affiliate is probably the only way to have like real stability. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was the COVID year was when the hurricanes and the predators shared the affiliate because the Milwaukee admirals opted out of playing. Um, and so that, that's, that's when they like, there were a, ha- a handful of teams that opted out and they were allowed to kind of send their players to wherever else. Um, so the wolves took them on, they took on the predator or the, uh, the um, admirals head coach is like a consultant. Uh, so mm-hmm. he was still kind of around. Um, but you know, the wolves have done the split affiliation thing previously as well. Whenever they uh, were still, it, they were, it was when they switched um, from the blues to Vegas as their NHL affiliate and so the first year they were affiliated with Vegas, they also still had a whole bunch of St. Louis prospects um, because St. Louis was kind of in the position that the Hurricanes are in right now of, oops, we don't have an AHL team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they kept a bunch of their guys there in Chicago because they didn't really have anywhere else to put them. And Vegas didn't really have much of a prospect pool yeah. to fill out a team anyway because they were brand new. Um, and so it, it, that worked really well. So, you know, I, I think that if I'm – the hurt. I mean, it worked well from a like roster. We have enough players to play the game mm-hmm. standpoint. I don't know that like either yeah. the Blues or the Golden Knights were like thrilled about that, but that's how it worked. Mm-hmm. So you know, if I were the Hurricanes, I would be kind of looking at what AHL teams don't have particularly robust prospect pools. Um, who is going to have trouble filling out an AHL team with their guys, and maybe start picking up the phone and calling them to see, you know what can we work out in terms of a split affiliation or, you know, even if it's informal, just this is where I'm going to send most of my guys Mm -hmm. Um, because there are, you know, there's always teams that have, you know, kind of crummy prospect pools. They don't have a lot of guys who have come up um, who are ready to play in the AHL yet. And so I think that that could be interesting for as an option of who, who is going to be struggling this year to fill out a team with like NHL pipeline prospects. And can we put our guys there instead? Um, which is a potential solution that's going to require a bunch of phone calls. Yeah, it's going to be a whole lot of phone calls, Zoom mm-hmm. meetings, mm-hmm. emails. I, I don't know if they use faxes anymore. I'm not <laughs> it's the NHL. Team. They probably do. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how to use a fax machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that makes you feel good. I, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, one thing that I did think about uh was i remember when vegas started their affiliation with uh henderson mm-hmm. they had bought the team mm-hmm. in san antonio moved mm-hmm. them to henderson again i don't know the business side of things what teams could potentially be for sale or anything like that but do you see uh, this potentially leading to uh, Tom Dundon and company deciding to buy up an AHL team mm-hmm. because I I vaguely remember there being that kind of conversation when mm-hmm. the affiliation with the Checkers ended mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago. I remember that being a topic of conversation yeah. then. And yeah. you know, do you see that as a possibility, especially with so many other teams owning mm-hmm. AHL teams? Yeah, I mean, I think that that, you know, that kind of comes down to the same issue of you're dealing with that limited pool of teams that aren't owned by their NHL parent team because, you know, know, AEG isn't going to sell the Ontario rain, right? You know, like that's not that's not going to happen. So you're kind of dealing with that weird sort of off kilter group of like Springfield, Providence, Hershey. I, I will say like Springfield comes up all the time 
in discussions about teams that like just sort of exist weirdly. Um, I don't like if anything were ever to happen with Springfield, it wouldn't be, I don't think what Henderson did or what the, the Golden Knights did of we bought we, we bought this team in Texas and then we disappeared it. Um, Springfield mm-hmm. is the, the, the headquarters of the AHL, uh, the mm-hmm. league itself. So, you know, if anything ever happens to the Springfield AHL team, um, I don't think that it's going to move from Springfield. Yeah. That'd be kind of weird. But, you know, I think, again, you'd be looking at that limited number of teams who aren't owned by their NHL team. And then, I mean look at people's attendance numbers who has really crappy attendance you know unfortunately san antonio like i think they like they i think they had pretty good attendance i think that the team itself struggled over their past couple of seasons and so attendance wasn't as great and it made it a little bit easier for for henderson to swoop in and for for vegas to swoop in and just eat them Mm -hmm. um but you know i'd kind of look at what teams look like they might be struggling like if you're watching a game who has no one in the stands Um, and then, you know, is it not the Barracuda who are owned by the Sharks? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. who, who is that team? Is there a possibility there that maybe the owners want to get out? Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I think that, I think we are moving towards a world where that is the norm. Um, if, if it isn't already of the NHL team just owns their AHL team. Mm -hmm. Um, cause then you have the certainty. You don't end up in the situation that Carolina is in right now of, where do we put our guys? We just got mm-hmm. like boned by this other team. What do we do? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I think it is a possibility that in, you know, it, the, you know, not near future, but like middle distance future, mm-hmm. that that's something that they could look into of who owns a team who doesn't want to own a team anymore. Can we buy it? And then mm-hmm. done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely see that being, a, a real possibility mm-hmm. of just the NHLs owning their own yeah. AHL teams. Cause I know baseball that's, you know, normal there. It's mm-hmm. practically normal here mm-hmm. with the NHL now. So I, I definitely see that being, you know, the norm. I think the mm-hmm. hurricanes will eventually end up buying mm-hmm. an AHL team and just have that us. And because okay, it's, it's just such a headache with yeah. this. It's very, you know, like, like you said, you do you have to send this guy here, this guy there, yeah. this guy there. Uh, oh, you got all these guys over mm-hmm. in Europe, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just going to be very confusing. I definitely yeah. see them just wanting to nix that all yeah. together again, as far as who they get. Yeah. No telling, you know, <laughs> it'd be, fantastic if they would buy the charlotte checkers mm-hmm. uh, and you know, just have that back because yeah. that was near perfect you know they're yeah. both right there yeah yeah no that, that 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 whole breakup was still very weird and surprising like yeah there was there was no reason for that especially knowing that three years down the road they're right back in the same spot that they were in mm-hmm. before just because you know, no one wants yeah. to play nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember too, when they entered the affiliation with Greenville as well, like it was all mm-hmm. North Car- or the Carolinas, Greenville yeah. being in South Carolina. Everyone thought that was so cool. I remember, mm-hmm. I think someone made t-shirts for it of, yeah, kind of like having, yeah, the outline of both the States and then all the logos, uh, you know, where everyone's at, you know, that was so cool. And then, you know, 
it's gone. But this is something that we just got to let it play out. Yeah. Uh, let them send their emails, make their phone calls, send their faxes mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff uh, and just let it play out. Yeah. You know, again, I think uh, split affiliation will probably be the most likely. Does it happen before the season starts? Who knows? This mm-hmm. is something that probably is could be changing in an email thread right now as we, right. yeah. we just don't know. Yeah. Uh so we'll obviously continue to talk about this as time goes on, as more information comes out. But this is where we stand right now. It's going to be a very interesting summer and potential season for both the Hurricanes and all of their AHL guys as well. So make sure you're following along at LO underscore Hurricanes on Twitter. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And this is new for Sarah. She has her Twitter handle. I, I just remembered uh, it's two different cameras and I can't point down at it, but you saw her. She pointed out, you can follow her on Twitter at right said Sarah. And before I just, you know, go off the rails, you know, uh, here with this episode, I'm already trying to point on a camera. I'm not even in front of, we will get out of your hair guys. And as always folks, let's go Canes. <laughs>